Hello everyone, welcome back to the One Talk podcast. You're here with your host Ryan, back with another epic episode. And today, I'm actually super excited for today's episode. We've got Brody Klotz, and he's a trauma and recovery coach, certified NLP, ECT, and hypnotherapy practitioner. And another part of the reason why I was honored to have him on was because I initially we initially met through social media, and then we met and linked up face-to-face at the Ripple Effect. Mm. I think we just bonded really well, and then ever since then, you know, I jumped on your show last night, mm. but I think like we just connected on a deep level, and I think it's because we're both open, talk about our stories, and the impact that we want to make. So I'm very honored to um, welcome Brody. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for coming, brother. Um, I'd love to just dive into a bit about yourself, you know, give our um, listeners a journey about Brody before we step into all the awesome work you're doing now because it's epic. So I guess we could start back to um, as early as you want to go. Yeah, so thanks for that introduction. And I I guess I get this question quite a bit. Yeah. It's like, who is Brody? And I I don't like saying who is Brody. I go like, what am I? Like every day I, I, I question yeah. and I ask myself, like, what am I? It's not who am I, it's like, what am I? And it's a range of things. Mm. I'm a husband, um, I'm a, a fur, a, what is it, fur dog dad? <laughs> 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 I mix that one up. Like whenever it's like, who's got kids in an event? I always put yeah. my hand up. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that now. <laughs> yeah. I got two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Abby's, um, yeah, she goes through a lot of trauma. I like go through my clothes and eats yeah new things the furniture so yeah a little bit about me um i'm quite open on instagram and it's it's interesting that question like for me i am just a human having a human experience Mm -hmm. i like yourself bro i live and breathe mental health it's something that i experienced such a young age um when i say young age i was probably like seven years old Mm -hmm. going to doctors being on medication it was just so surreal like I was looking at these doctors as my role models. And even though they did help me to that stage to where I am now, it wasn't healthy. No, for my values, no one should be on medication that young age. Yeah. And it was so pivotal. The first seven years of life is where we get shaped. And that's when the reprogramming. So for me, the exposure to suicide, um, domestic violence, um, abuse, all forms of the word. And, yeah, it, it only took, like, it's still integrating now. Like, mm. everyone's like, oh, I'm healed, I'm integrated. It's like, I'm integrating. So, for me, the mission of my work, um, and I like to summarise this, so I was diagnosed with ADHD at such a young age, so how I can run with my energy and run with my passions. Mm. Um, I'm manifest and generated by human design. So, I like to have a lot of things on my plate and I like to manifest yeah um and I get it done and so when I experienced being in a private school in Brisbane learning disability people were like Brody you can touch type now don't do English and maths and then sport was my savior I was ranked in Queensland in the national rank of a tennis mm. so I love Perfect. I love my tennis and um, that saved me and then I went to mates program to homeless shelters and disability, aged care, and then what really brought me work in the community and building my Instagram page was seeing my parents divorced and the suicide and domestic violence. And it was like, wow, like what can I do now to heal through that? So I spent in DV shelters as a worker. I went 
disability uh, youth worker and child safety and crisis counselling. So with all the disability and suicide and mental health, I made it my career and I healed through all that. Yeah. One question I want to ask, start off with this, is like when you first got into the um, career, let's just say when you first got into DV, like what was the mindset behind when you first start in your career? Because I know with myself, when I started first working in mental health, I still felt like I had a lot of my own stuff to deal with, but I just ended up going in anyway and doing it. And luckily for me, it was the biggest blessing of my life. So I want to ask for yourself as well, what was the before and after? Yeah, I feel like the qualifications thing is is an interesting piece. Mm. Like for me, I've had that point of like, am I qualified to do this? I don't have a uni degree mm. um, and I tried to be do social work and then, you know, I thought it was going to be social and not enough work. So yeah. I dropped out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but minus the pun, like for me, I heal through a lot of people's um, trauma and healing and pain. It's just like when we do breath work, you, you feel people's energies and you feel people, what they go through. So for me before I was like, can I actually hold this? Mm. Um, what if I get triggered and before my experience with depression, anxiety, panic disorder, I was like, what is this? Like, and it's just my body telling me that listen up or I'm going to take yeah. charge. So when I worked in DV, I knew that it's, I wasn't alone. Mm. It was healing to know that, you know, domestic violence is not just physical. I think yeah. that's the biggest takeaway. Um, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's financial. So men get, um, abused too yeah. and I think that's the biggest thing I'd go to events and women go arcs up at me and they're like you can't say that I was like yeah well I can because mm. I have been um, you know been through it myself so the passion is I want men to actually speak up and talk about it and let's just stop it together let's stop about the genders yeah like male and females both um, experience domestic and family violence yeah that's exactly like we shouldn't be separating the two mm. Because at the end of the day, we're all human, mm. whether it's gender, skin colour, religion, no matter what, mm. we're all humans living the same experience, just we've, both, we've all had different upbringings. Mm. So I think it's important to bridge that gap and be like, look, we've all been through shit, let's support each other and uplift each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like when you said before about the men, like the, thing, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, like how right now it seems like any type of masculinity is toxic, like all of it. And I think that is a big area that needs to be healed as well, like just whole of um the whole idea around masculinity because masculinity is one of the most beautiful things in the world as yeah. well as feminine but a lot of people even myself in the past has been labeled as toxic masculinity type person when i started to take that on i started to be like cool i gotta suppress that and the more i suppressed that i got angry and i was like why am i getting angry and it's like because i'm suppressing that side of myself the feedback loop hey? yeah the feedback loops yeah. so um the reason i'm mentioning this because i know we've even witnessing like abuse myself within family, like growing up as a male, did you feel like it was hard to step into that man mindset? Because I know for me, I struggled to know what the idea of a man was. Yeah. And I'm smiling because like what I'm wearing is like, I love colorful shirts. Yeah. I love brown leather shoes. And for me, it, I went to a boys school and when I dressed up on, like on a public holiday or wear whatever you want to wear. Yeah. And it was like, people like, oh, you're rich, or if you don't wear nice clothes, you're poor. And it's like, oh, and in relation to the feminine masculine, like that's why I went to Ripple Effect with my wife because mm. my coach said to me, like, you're very your feminine, my past mentor. And I was like, oh, fuck, what, what? So like I know as a feminine is very loving and caring and go with the flow. But then with the masculine, the reason why I never 
until, you know, the work that I've done the last two years. I never stepped into that divine masculine. And you can have both, right? It's yeah. You can be both, which is great. But I got told, I was like, you can't be that man because the reason why I didn't want to be a man is because all I saw was men was hurting men. Yeah, I was abused by men, so why do I want to be a man? Mm. So that's the, the work that I've done with Mankind Project, with the Ripple Effect, with other male embodiment um, coaches and just me just sharing my story and reaching out to incredible people like you with uh, this experience, this mental health experience, what your page is and what this one talk is. It's literally one talk around the world about these topics because for me, being married, having a house, it's just like, is that what a man is? No. It's like, and people perceive me as something different each time. Yeah. And if I don't know who I am, then it's like that saying, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. And that's what... I did for a long time until I went to these men's retreats and there was hugging and there was ritual and there was sacred, sacred dances. And yeah. I'm like, there was a lot of sexual healing, but it was also a lot of men are still going through um, this experience of like, it's okay to hold space for men. Mm. Because what I learned from one of my other mentors, they were saying men, so boys go to, uh, pubs to get pissed and men go and talk about their feelings and I'm like yeah. that is so great <laughs> um, and yeah I just think men just need to go to the um, need to and I say need to go to men's group and you know just because your life is great you can still go you don't actually have to be messed up or broken because no one's broken or fixed no one needs to be fixed or broken because they're not broken so yeah. for me I just want people just to acknowledge where they're at and they can still get love and support because there's always growth. Mm. I love how you touch on that too. Like no one's broken. Like yeah. we're not just a bunch of toys that have been smashed up. Like, you know, we don't need to be fixed. We just need to heal what we've been for to use that as our superpower to stand in that next chapter of our lives. Yeah. So like, what's your wife's name again, sorry? Uh, Steph. Steph. So when, yeah. when you first got with Steph, like what was that like going into that relationship with your experiences in life? <sighs> I love that question, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> So we've been together seven years. Um, we've been married for three. Congrats. Thank you. And, yeah, she's, we've been through so much together, um, like multiple job losses. I was in a mental health ward. She um, held the, uh, the fort down mm. when I was unwell for over a year. Um, she had this major life-changing surgery that I, that I um, gifted her, which I'm so proud of, and she did the work. And, um, you know, she lost over 50 kilos um, and her mindset's changed and we've both done the work now. So it's interesting. Women normally go first in the healing journey, like in stats, but I actually went first and now she's coming with me and we're integrating, we're doing all the Mm. things. So for me, it's a really interesting question. When we first started, I was, I wasn't the husband that, or the sorry, the partner at the time I was, I was always pushing her away when fights were happening. Mm. What I know now, looking back, is, yeah, like feeling that emotion. It's like, I was a dick. I was so selfish. I was so selfish in finances. I was selfish in bed. Um, She was severely overweight. I loved her for who she was. But then I went through some deep process work. And this is great because this is me shedding skins of the snake, the layers, is the reason why I never thought with the attractive girl with my hands quotation marks um the barbie dell girls like and i don't like what just with the word of like to give context to them you know the girls that have it all the instagram models 
in school, everyone's like, go and date them. But for me, I was always burnt by them. And I look at a girl, the whole picture, right? Just as a client, you look at them as inside and out. And for me, I used to get bullied a lot, man, dating girls with overweight. And then I did some process work on it. I was like, I was always dating overweight girls. And I was like, am I taking advantage of, of those vulnerable girls? No. But it's like, did I have the confidence to go out with another girl that I thought was prettier? And I think that sounds really egotistical or sexism, but like, it's just, it is what it is, man. Yeah. I'm just calling a spade a spade. So for me, um, Steph has always been the most prettiest girl inside and out. And I've had beautiful other women in my life that's teach me. Um, where I am today. And I said to Steph, when I f first met her, I was like, look, I've never been in a relationship longer than six months. Yeah. And then I found out the commitment issues came with my parents divorcing. And when I got married, my dad didn't have a stable job and didn't have a stable marriage. And he was, he went through a lot and he still is going through a lot, like some really heavy stuff. And that's his story to share. And that's what I've been through as well. Witnessing that it's called vicarious trauma. You live through um, other people's stuff. Um, so yeah, I just, I felt there was a lot of denial and there's a lot of anger. There was a lot of suppressed emotions. And then when Steph lost the 50 kilos and doing this, you know, the sexy dancing, I call it, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the heels and yeah. everyone's looking at my wife because no one looked at her and it's really men like, and I'm calling you out, like mm. look at girls inside and out. Uh, and I, I, the fat shaming, like I've seen girls self-harm, I've seen girls take their life because of the bullying of men and I'm no angel, I used to do it and I've yeah. changed and I, I'm the advocate for um, women to be who they are and it's just the shallow pieces. Like if you see someone that's not attractive, where are you not being attractive in your life? Mm -hmm. If you've seen someone fat and sabotaging their life, I ask you, where are you in your life doing that to yourself? Because mm. if you see something in them, you, you got to see something in there. So that's yeah. a little bit um, of an insight into the relationship. But for Steph and I, we're the healthiest we've been now. Like we've, we were going through the stage of like, it was all Brody. It was like Brody self-development, Brody this, 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 and this. And she would, didn't have a voice. Yeah. And now she does. And it's beautiful. And I've always said, you know, take this holiday or, do this or do that but she had to go through some incredible um breakthroughs to have that voice mm. and what are some key things at the moment that are helping keeping that healthy relationship yeah right now like what comes to my mind is boundaries yeah boundaries in relation to like steph does her women's work on wednesday or thursday i go to men's group um and then we can come back together like I used to be her pillow, right? Mm -hmm. I'd always come in and tell her everything that I'm going through and everything that I'm struggling with. And this is where men's group comes in or, or speak to a mate going, hey, this is what's happening. Because if your woman anchors you that everything's wrong and she needs that divine masculine to actually, can he hold me in this? Mm -hmm. And you're just complaining nonstop. That's, you know, that was me for ages. I was just... A crutch for her and then when she stood up and had a voice when i was struggling she left like to do her own thing i was like i've got nobody that was in my mindset but i had so many resources but i just used her as a crutch and look men you can use your women to speak about things but if you're constantly mm. using her to make you happy that's when you need to have a conversation 
not just with yourself but with family and friends because it's not healthy because that's what happened in the past mm. and even with myself too because i relate with that like me in the past i with my ex i used to rely on her a lot for my emotional baggage yeah and i used to put all that on her and like carry this and it was just like i took no responsibility for that on myself but once i realized that especially with the complaining aspect of it all once i realized that the complaining wasn't just taking a toll on mother half it was taking a toll on me too because the more I keep repeating this story that I'm telling myself, the more I'm getting myself drowned in it. Mm. The longer I do that, the longer I'm getting deeper and deeper and deeper in my own shit because I'm reliving this story and reliving these problems. And I got to a point where I was actually getting like a dopamine hit. Oh, yeah. I'm complaining and complaining over and over again to the point where I didn't realize I was doing it. Mm. So I think that's... Consciously, yeah. Yeah, and that's such an important point to touch on because I think boundaries are important mm. in a relationship and not to complain but like just be able to express and communicate how you feel mm. but don't let it be a thing that drags on and then but yeah. also give your partner the space to actually have the voice and be like look mm. this is too much for me right now i need mm. to step back and now we can talk about this in the 20 or so minutes but for now you know it's, it's good to have those open honest conversations in relationships yeah and so and i'm so glad you talked about that because i'm an open honest book and i was just like mm. oh just remembering what i said i'm like this is going to be great and yeah. it's going to have a great laugh but like i'm I'm not just talking about my story. This is helping other men yeah. and women in, in relationships. So for an example, I'm a, I'm a lover. I'm in the archetype. I feel a lot. And then, you know, we've got the king, the magician, and the warrior. So the warrior does and the king sees. Mm. The lover feels. The magician thinks. And uh, I was always in the interpretation of, like, I just I love everything. So when I t- text a lot, I love texting. I love doing that. And when I used to do night shift all the time when I was working – if Steph didn't send me a text or send me a, I love you or post a photo of me on Instagram and I'm always doing so much, just like, and this is a coaching. I swear this is going to be like a coaching podcast. It's going to be the greatest <laughs> episode because it's like, I've, it's the point of like, where are you not loving yourself? If yeah. I need someone to validate me and post something or like something or text me saying love you, like Steph is very different to me. If she had my energy, we would not be together. Yeah, Like I would just... And it's a reflection of me. Like if someone had my energy, like nonstop, she's just that anchor for me. Um, but also that I have, I've assisted her in so much. And as men, you know, we talk about, um, I touched on this yesterday with you, dude. It was about the tall poppy syndrome. It's like, I helped Steph get out of a really dark place. Yeah. Um, I empowered her. She made the choice. She could have kept eating the way that she was eating due to her um, mental health. Mm. But I gave her... The surgery, I got her out of Bundaberg. <clears throat> I assisted her to get work. I actually helped her get a, a job that I work at currently. Mm. And it's like, if men just think that, oh, I don't do too much, it's like, I do a lot. But also remember your partner, Steph's helped me when I was unwell and helped me with assignments, helped me with uni, helped me with all those breakdowns. And now that I'm, I've always been a success in life, but now that I'm, getting the results i'm picking yeah. the fruit out of the tree with my coaching business and having conversations with you and and moving the, the needle i remember steph was always there and she never complained and it's just once it shows me like who do i want to be how do i want to create a family and steph and i want to start kids and we want to um build a legacy and build a future and build a business and and it's like all the stuff that i'm telling you dude it's like it's just it's such a harm a harm moment it's like mm. I had to go through all that shitty situations and it was shit, but I see it as a blessing now. Mm. Um, 
and I can love on it and go, wow, like we've come so far. So if you're in a relationship struggling and you're going through these processes of like, you're just you're so angry and you depend on your woman because you're angry. Like we, we talk about like a song, right? Yeah. If you, and Atomic Habits is a, such a good one. It's just like if we think of um, donuts and we buy a donut at the city and the same place, your time and location, your body will actually find that place. Yeah. And it's like that song when I was doing NLP, um, I Feel Good by Pitbull. When that comes on, I remember being in that room dancing for 14 hours. Like, yeah. So if you're depending on relationships or friends through anchors, positive or negative, it's just it's just a really important thing to touch on just to make sure that there is like change in environment if you are having those negative anchors. Yeah, and that was a big shift for me too, man. So I'm glad you touched on all that, especially about how to have the bit of the opposite as well in the relationship too, because the big game changer for me was when I read um, The Way of the Superior Man mm. by David Dieter. I read that about four years ago. I first started mental health experience. That was like one of the big shifts in my life when I read that book. And I was just like, holy shit. Because like, <laughs> when I read that book, like I was, I was a couple of years out of my relationship and I was in that mindset at the time. Like I'm going to be single for 10 years. Like I was like, I was just like, I'm done with relationships. I read that book and I'm like, oh no, I'm not done with relationships. Just part of me that I'm healed. And I wasn't actually looking for what I actually was going to be suitable for me. Mm. I was looking for the idea of what social media deemed as a good girlfriend or yes. a good person. I yes. took that on and thought that was my own personal journey. But then the beautiful thing was when I did the, um, read The Way of the Superior Men, I met my partner, Rhiannon, like literally about three weeks after it. Wow. And it was like the universe was calling calling me and then um, presented the opportunity to meet with Rhiannon and I met with her. I was like, holy shit, this is cool. And then I was like, I was analyzing my mind so much about that book. Like mm. when I'm hot, I need that cold and all this type of stuff. <laughs> but then like, it ended up working out so perfectly because thinking of all that, it all fit perfectly because mm. like for me, I'm so go, go, go. And when I come home, it's so peaceful mm. because she's able to create that energy within the house. Then also when she like, she was just over in America and Canada traveling for um, softball mm. and she was go, go, go on that stage. And I was back at home holding it down. Then when she come home, just making sure the house is a peaceful place for her. So we do those roles for each other really well. It's really good to be able to support each other mm. on those endeavors in life and also emotionally too. That's so beautiful, man. And I love that book. It's, it's something that anybody that yeah. works with me, it's like you get a copy. It's like <laughs> the way the superior man is, everyone's like, oh, that's so, that's so rough and this. And it's like, no, but it's like there's, there's ways you can use it. Yeah. And some ways go, hey, that doesn't land for me. So my biggest thing, and I just remember the book, is, is your women is not your purpose. Mm. And I was like, oh. So I was like, I was always like, if I got chocolates, I think of Steph. If I um, got a rose from this wedding today, I was like, oh, I'll give it to Steph. It's like, no, I'll give it to my, put it in the office and this is for me. So like if you constantly being that people pleaser and always giving love, it's okay to give love, of course. But if you're putting yourself last and you come from an empty cup, yeah. it's just, yeah. The biggest thing for me was your women does not, women women's whatever like it does if if you are not living your purpose they'll mm. know and they'll actually think less of you and that's what really wake me up to go like i'm doing this for me and my business mm. and and if she wants to be part of it fantastic if she doesn't then that's that's okay but i was always going oh is this good or is this good for this or good for this and yeah. i'm giving away my power man mm. 
Yeah, you are too because I relate with that because when another thing for me was dropping the ego around um, <laughs> was dropping the ego around like just letting the woman pay for something for me like my missus my one to pay for lunch like I always try to control everything in that sense then once I surrendered to that and just learned how to receive like it helped me just not I know what the right word is. I don't want to say resentment, but I think there was in the past like a, mm. a root of resentment within me because I'm always providing, even though I was the one choosing to do so, but I was in the back of my arm was like, I'm always doing everything. But once I'm like, well, yes. I'm creating my own reality for feeling this. <laughs> I got to surrender to my ego and let my partner, you know, take the decision in some of those times when she wants. And now that happens, like I actually feel so healthy because I'm like, oh, we're both, you know, doing this for each other. And then yeah. once you allow yourself to receive like it can change your whole world and especially the men listening out there too like you gotta surrender sometimes and surrendering will be the best choice you'll make and just remember the surrender was the ripple effect is when um the men just stood there and the women hugged us for i felt like forever i didn't want it to stop i loved it mm. and um it was that process of when the women just hugged us and loved us and just said like you can come home now like yeah. you can come home to your body and for me i've always um and there's so much gold in my head right now. It's looking like, it's like, it's like a pirate. <laughs> shooting out. Pirate shooting. Yeah. I'm like, but no, like what I, what I experienced with NLP, we did a massage train. Um, so we were like massaged each other and, and it, was just, it was just a fun activity. And one of the guys shared and he's like, this is the first time that my wife, someone, someone else that touched me that's not my wife mm. and it didn't lead to sexual. Yeah. Pool. Like, and then these two girls were in front of me. It was like, it was, I had this one lady. It's so funny. She was Thai and she was giving me like a, like a full body massage. I was like, just the shoulders, please. Yeah. <laughs> she was really good. I'm like, do you, is your family masseuse? And she's like, yeah, how did you know? I'm like, I just knew. Yeah, like, <laughs> good guess. <laughs> and, um, and then the two other girls were the central sexual coaches and they were like going really in deep. And I was like, wow, I actually need to surrender. Yeah. I've always thought, when someone goes into that deep and that, that sexual in the massage, you know, like a healthy way, mm. um, I thought I needed to, yeah, I thought it was going to lead to something. I was like, oh, this is exciting. So that surrender piece, man, I just wanted to share that because it just shows another layer of me. It's like I've grown so much and now that I've done the work and continue to do the work, women have always felt safe around me mm. or always because I've always been that good listener and I've always compassionate, but it's also now that I'm, safe in my body and not just because i'm married it's like i'm actually safe and i know my worth and i know my intentions women do a lot of things than they didn't in the past with me and it's, mm. it's interesting now and women men are like dude what are you doing with that girl like you you got steph i'm yeah. like no she just feels safe around me and it's mm. nothing what you think of so surrendering to what you said and thank you for sharing man i love that mm. it's like men can actually you know like steph and i got a joint bank account but it's like steph always jokes i'll pay i'm like oh thank god you paid for once you yeah. know <laughs> but it's just men surrender like you don't always have to have your guard up and mm. pay for everything like she won't leave you if you don't pay like, yeah let her 100 let her take the role because also like she or the females or, or let's just say our partners because we're talking about this mm. our partners feel that exact same sense of pride that we feel yeah. and we pay as well so they feel that as well when they pay so it's just letting them do that because they get the same fulfillment i think about that sometimes as well like even with love like i'll sit there and think how much i love my missus i'm like well she i know she feels the same back i'm like well that's powerful because 
knowing that someone else can love me the way I love someone else, yeah. like knowing that's true is um, it's a beautiful thing. But then, yeah, it just goes back to boundaries, communication, mm. um, surrendering at times. And mm. yeah, it's just a lot of um, keys that you can mix in to create a healthy relationship. Mm. Mm. And, you know, the our like my relationship with Steph is is huge shadow. Like we talk about shadow is like it's a mirror. So like now Steph's done NLP and the language is on point and we're going to do master practice together, which is going to be epic, like a master practitioner NLP. And it's like a day of relationships. And it's like six months ago, man, I was like, I feel like this is it. And we both looked at each other and we, we weren't, there was no intimacy. There was no trust. There was always just like, just we're just like housemates man it yeah. was like it was really rough and then once i just looked at myself and said it try to change steph because like the feminine man they're chaotic mm. in the book the way superior yeah. man like if we try to control them it's just like hey Fire. ryan let's go to the movies and then it's like no i don't want to go to the movies and then you're just like what you're like yeah so uh, the best thing is one read the book and two just if you can control and be safe in your own body then your, your um, partner, regardless of gender, will understand and go, okay, cool, he's got you. Because I've had numerous fights. Mm. I wouldn't say, sorry, I don't like the words fights. Disagreements. Yeah. Um, and because in the past that I wasn't that person that I am today, she's still got that trauma response that all men are bad. Yeah. Because she's been hurt by men and she doesn't see the good in all that I've done, but now she can she looked at me as, you know, and this is what, what the issue is, what I'm facing at the moment, just with clients and with life, and I'm sure you do it with work and you've seen it, mm. just in general society is that women are like, oh, all men are wife beaters and then and then all um, men are bloody cheat on me and it's like you're based on your experience on this other men. So it, it, it is hard with relationships when they've got that uh, trauma that they haven't released yet. Yeah. And when you said you're looking in the mirror for change, what was the trigger of thought that brought that? Because I know of myself, like in drug addiction, relationships, mental health, mm. like it, it always seemed to be a compound of things I never accepted until one day it just became overwhelming that I had to accept it. So what was it for you? When I, when I like checked myself into mental health ward uh, three years ago, um, took a razor and I just there was the police ambulance was on the phone and I still remember this day you know they were like hey is he suicidal is he you know and Steph's like no he hasn't done anything so I was, I was manic I was on different medications like Epilim and things for bipolar and I wasn't bipolar and because I've worked with bipolar so it was a bit of a cop out so I was on this medication man I was, I was actually going through induced psychosis because um, yeah. I was seeing things I was hearing things I locked myself in the room and I did, I did see myself in the mirror and I cut myself because I wanted help because if I didn't cut myself at that time, the police and ambulance wouldn't come. Yeah. So that was the biggest like wake-up call, like I'm actually cutting myself to get help because I've been through the system as a client and now a worker. It's like I was that sick that I would uh, inflict pain and I, I've dealt with self-harm in the past and I've worked with it as well. People just want to feel something. That's what self-harm is. When people yeah. actually cut themselves, they just want to feel something. That's all. And then when they feel something, they're like, oh, shit, I'm bleeding. And they didn't know how they cut themselves. So the reason why I'm bringing this and this is raw and this is real is because, you know, we judge people. It takes 22 good things. could be something so little. 
um, until we like someone and we trust someone and it can be gone like that. Yeah. But with self-harm and drug overdose or, or things like that, like let's stop the word junkie. Let's stop the word addict. Let's stop the word disease. None of them is all true. It's like they're um, going through their own emotions and experiences and the more we label them and the more we go, oh, look at that cut or that's yeah. cowardly. Um, they're going to feel guilt. And then what happens with guilt? They're going to overeat, they're going to self-harm, and they're going to continue being in that rapid thing. So something that I just get so passionate about is when I've seen my parents and seen my dad you know, try to take his life numerous times and even just recently, and I'm like, this is where is this me? So like I can just love dad. If someone actually wants to end their life, it's like it's got nothing to do with you. Yeah. And you can just love them and support them and just be – in a yeah just be kind every day and like are you okay day i have a laugh about it it's a great um initiative but people mimic it and i just think are you okay is every day man yeah, i know you every day. have the same value yeah yeah i agree we've got to normalize it because yeah are you okay day is awesome but then the people promoting that will just end up bullying people the next day and it's like yeah. just creating that change but i think us speaking up about it more will trigger those train of force that we've had in the past that did bring that change of this so I think we're both doing the right things and bringing this message forward to people. Yeah, absolutely. We are. And, yeah, sorry. No, I said absolutely. We are. Oh yeah, yeah, we are. yeah exactly. <laughs> and one thing, one thing I'm noticing about you right now, and is that you're very cautious with your wording of things. Mm. When was this a switch in your life? Because I know how how your word stuff becomes a reality, whether it's health, whether it's external, yeah. no matter what, it becomes reality. So when was the time you started to become conscious of that? <laughs> great pickup brother <laughs> in the past and for what purpose yes i can thank neurolinguistic programming for that um it's changed my life it's when i said changed my life it, it played a part of my life like not one thing this is what i want to mention as well like not one coach or that one event's changed your life it's shaped shaped you and then it's given you that directory as well mm. so you're just mapping across different things so for me um i used to believe anxiety was real and it's like it's in our head and people can abuse me and comment or go nuts on me but it's like it's for me anxiety yes i had it's built up and it's emotion but it's like if you think about it anxiety is only real if we make it real mm. so like depression if you think about the past and anxiety is in the future and if you look at what is really going on there was actually no word of anxiety like mm. 50 60 years ago it was just stress yeah and then people, there's buzzword anxiety and then the mind's like, what's anxious? Oh, cool, we're going to tremble, we're going to do this and then we're going to... So for me, that's just another big loophole I could go in. But the language is like mental health. is like I don't say disease um, because, you know, cancer is not a disease that can be prevented. Mm. And it's like the labels that we put on ourselves is everything, man, how we manifest everything. It's like I'm tired or I'm anxious. It's like, okay, maybe you're tired but can you be um, whole? Like, in, yeah. you know, when people feel anxious, it's like, can you just be excited? Like, do you know the difference between mm. normally anx anxious and excited is pretty similar. You're, you're pumped, you're nervous. Yeah. So for me, language is something that I continue to work on and even catch myself going, oh, like I'm broke. It's just like I'm financially um, abundant or you know it's different words like i always laugh these affirmations right these buzzwords affirmations yeah. and 
it's powerful if used appropriately. So if I say, Ryan, I'm a billionaire. Ryan, I'm a billionaire. It's like you look at your bank account, your mind tricks yourself. You're like, mate, you're not a billionaire. You're not even close. Keep going. Yeah. So Ryan and Brody could say, I have everything I need. I've paid everything that I've – and I'm, I'm, I'm better than etc. Like it's just the wording. I guess for mm. me – the manifestation was like I've bought a house in October last year. It was half a million dollars. The rainforest retreat. I never thought I could, and I looked at my vision board last year. It was a picture of the rainforest and a view, and I didn't even look at that vision board to be honest. Like I didn't pray on it. I didn't put sage on it. I didn't, you know, yeah. dance around the board. I just it just happened. So for me, I knew when I looked at the house and it was time. It was like this is it. Mm. And it's funny that I put all these pictures on a vision board that's it so uh your words do create your reality and you know when people say they're tired or they don't have time it's just like you do have time you just haven't made it a priority and if you're tired generally yes physically we need sleep but if i'm doing like for example i said before we jumped on this it's like i went to a wedding today i've driven probably over 700 kilometers and i'm more passionate more lit up because i'm with the right people and the right energy so Language is really important when you say you're tired because your body will say, okay, I'm going to act tired or I'm sore or I'm bad back. It's just like your your body will keep holding that emotion. So it's not just NLP. Um, for me, uh, I was labelled ADHD, retarded, dumb, like not good enough, all those limiting beliefs that I had to, to break through. And it took a while. It yeah. didn't just take a session. So language... For people, they're just like, oh, I'm sorry, or I'm stupid. It's just, you're literally creating your reality with your words, man. And whether people believe it or not, everything we say has meaning behind it. And yes. what, on what we mean, we end up believing. Yes. That's why you got to be conscious of what you're actually saying. And don't, like, beat yourself up if you say the wrong thing every now and then. Like, just become aware of it, acknowledge it, and keep moving forward. Because even with me, like, if I have, like, quote, unquote, a bad day, I still yeah. like to say I've had a good day, but it's just been a lower spectrum of good. Mm. It's just flipping that whole thing. Like even tired, man, like today I've had quite a productive day, mm-hmm. but it's just like if I am feeling tired, what can I do to get blood flowing in my body and get that energy back up? Mm-hmm. And it's just reinstating who I am, my mission, doing a bit of breath work, and I jump down, do some push-ups. I'm like I'm feeling fucking good. <laughs> I'm good to go. I love that. And like anyone that's been on Ryan's podcast, we just did a breath work before, mm-hmm. and I just driven two and a half hours to – to, to be here this commitment and to have uh, been Ryan's home it's wonderful because it's like that trust piece is like you know when you find the right people the right mission mm. you know things just line up and you know you don't have to do breath work and you don't have to meditate for 20 hours to to get in a better state like there's so many different ways like if you want to go for a walk or if you want to um have cold showers it just really depends on what you like yeah and this is what we talked about yesterday so deeply it was like just because someone else is doing it and their routine, make sure you're actually doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, do it towards your own preference and make sure you're actually getting the fulfillment out of it because I was mentioning on your podcast yesterday, if no one's listened to it yet, how I would get more pissed off by doing the healthy routines and I would get the benefits from actually doing it <laughs> because I hated doing it. I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? But once I started to implement the things that were more preferred to me, they were actually getting the benefits out of me. 
that's when I started to enjoy my morning and night routines. So I'm like, this is actually something I enjoy. And it's like working in mental health and mindset and all that type of stuff too. I absolutely love what I do. So no day feels like work. Like it's just my life. And it's probably the same feeling for you too. Oh, absolutely. Like doing 12 hour days, people like, you're so tired. And I'd, if people like would like, oh, you got to burn out. I'm worried about you. It's yeah. like, oh, if they did follow my routine and my calendar, yeah, they'd be very tired. Yeah. And I know that I'm very aware of my burnout and, you know, you were talking about it yesterday. It's like you can perform at high yeah. performance and it's like if you're doing things that make you drained and, and you feel, um, you know, tired and you feel stressed, it's just like maybe you're either doing too much and you've got to listen to your body as well. So I'm not saying you've got to do what I do, but it's to the point of, find your passion and look i didn't ask to to go through what i went through but i knew the higher power and the higher universe that it gave me these tools and strategies and i don't want anyone to think that uh tying a rope around the neck or self-harm or or go through the darkest stages that i did mm. and i know it's scary and, I, and i've seen it as a client i've seen it as a worker it's like you don't have to to do the self-development that we've done. You don't have to do any of that. Some people can find with their nine to five and they're happy with that. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that I love talking about and people love hearing is not everyone's your client. Yeah. And generally, like, if you have good intentions, you just want to spread your message, the right people will find you. So men or women, if you're out there and you're struggling with, like, suicide ideation, like, actually be safe in your body. You go, ah, like, I'm human. Yeah. You're allowed to have those thoughts. It's like that shame piece of like, I'm going to have suicidal thoughts. Oh my God, I've got to call Lifeline and I've got to tell 20 Dick and Harry's. It's like maybe just listen to it and ask for what it wants. Yeah, exactly. That's so true, man. Because when I had suicidal ideation in the past, like I would suppress it, then, yeah. then that would just bring up anger. Yeah. And I was expressing that instead and then it wasn't healthy for anyone. So that advice you gave there is such an important piece for people to take away. And also what you said before as well, like don't do what I do because you got to – you got. Like you say, people look at your schedule and think it's too hectic, but that works for you. So yep. you can do that. And it's just like, if you're out there listening to this, don't compare someone else's lifestyle. Like, mm. let's just use e-commerce for an example. If you see someone in e-commerce absolutely killing it, mm. don't think you have to live their life and their schedule to be able to get an accomplishment in life. You just got to find a pattern and way that you can implement for yourself that will get you there. I think the more true, authentic you are to yourself, the further you will go in life, and especially when it comes to routines and hobbies and mm. what you actually enjoy, because if you try and emulate someone else's life, you are going to burn out. Yeah, and you're not, you're not them. Yeah. It's just like if you try to be them, it's just, yeah, we need authentic, genuine people, and that's what I saw in you and I see in me. Yeah. There's a lot of beautiful men out there and women that are doing the work, and I always have to correct myself as well. Today, I was like, why are we always working? Like, it's love. If we come back to love, because, like, if you have to keep working on yourself, like, you're not, you're not broken. So, like, do the work. Do, see what I mean? Do the, yeah. do the love. Do, the, do it for love. Do it for yourself because if you, you know, this is, this is a massive, massive um, projection on me. Like, I would do all these courses and Tony Robbins and all these courses and courses and courses and coaches and coaches, but, like, man, like, the answers are within and what we spoke about yesterday is so yeah. important. It's like there's a lot of coaches that are not integrated and they're not – they just care about the money. And it's like we're dealing with people's lives. And you know yeah. far too well, just like me, that there's clients out there that need support and they're vulnerable and they're looking for social media for support. So this is a big 
other passion of mine is like clients paying thousands and thousands of dollars yeah. and the coach isn't aligned with them and they're just it's just a pay packet for them and they're not actually caring and and I went through a coach and I was burnt out like that so yeah. for me integrity is something that I strive every day that's important man because like I wouldn't charge anyone if I didn't think I could help them like I would make sure like we'd, we have like a talk first to understand each other's, understand their values, where they're at, what they're planning to get out of it and actually fully understand them as a person and what I can offer for that. And if I don't think my solution is going to help them, mm. then I'll refer them to somewhere else because yeah. I'm not going to just waste time for them and also myself for that chunk of time. Like it's just, I've seen that with my own work. Like when I do my nine to five with support work and youth work and things like that. Like you got to work with people that you align with and then you'll get the results that you want because if you don't align with someone in terms of working with them through their journey of life, it's hard for them to create those stepping stones to get to the next level. So it's very, yeah, I think it goes back down to preference and aligning and all those type of things too. Yeah, that landed for me. I was like thinking about like my clients that I'm supporting right now and like potential clients that I'm, like they're, they were going to look at working with me. It's just like, like we can make mistakes and like when like when we're coaches you know we want to do this full time it's like we don't want it to be like this client is my next income like if you think that like your clients are not your income yeah um and for for us like yeah we could earn bigger money doing else things but i know both of us have had huge success in what we do it's like the testimonials of them having even just better sleep or better relationships or of our clients go out in the city without having um stress you know and they go, oh, I'm not anxious. I'm like, having that stress, you know, because if we keep coming back to it, you're just going to hold on to that anchor. That's the powerful thing too. Like when you've lived the shoes of someone you're trying to support, like feeling stressed in the city and you know that deep feeling of that actually feels yeah. like, and then you hear someone say that to you, like, wow, like that's powerful. Because you're like, I know what that feels like too. And I know the other side of it. Yeah. So that really just encourages you to keep going as well with your work and empower more people mm. and then just create that impact in everyone's lives. So that's a beautiful thing about the work that we do because yeah. we have that deep passion for it. We're just trying our best to make an impact and work with people. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be so big. Like yeah. I had two clients that broke 20 years of trauma mm. and I was like, that's their stuff. That's their success. Like, yes, I... I held that and I empowered that. But it's like you get all this feedback, but it's like it's their it's their life. Like yeah. when Steph lost fifty kilos, yes, I gave her the money to get the surgery, but it's like she decided to not eat that portion size and she decided to stop eating those types of food and exercising. So like if you if there's coaches that actually take credit for your own success, it's like, no, actually stand up for yourself and yeah. you paid, you invested, and it's just they supported you. And as we both know, the results of being a coach is is seeing them um, blossom and a real a real coach a real integrated coach actually gives you all the tools and then you don't need them anymore like if yeah. you keep coming back to that coach there's actually something really wrong and yeah. that was me in the past I was always chasing that next quick hit until I actually found mm. you know it's it's actually been within me the whole time I just didn't back myself that's the same thing with uh, manifestation too. It probably relates back with this. Like manifestation, let's just pretend that's a coach as well. Yep. You get all this manifestation of what to do and embodiment, but if you don't take the action, yeah. you're not going to get there. And then <laughs> the action is the thing that gets you there. Yeah. And that's where the credit comes back to yourself for doing the things that you were taught to do or what you manifested to do because you're putting the action to get there. And that's where you got to take credit and not put other people on the pedestal on why you got there. Yeah. <laughs> the pedestal one, that's that's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. 
looking at people and then you know seeing people with mercedes and then i didn't know that they actually loaned out those cars and yeah had them on there it's like the and we talk about you know and i'm, I'm sure you've heard about it but like do you know where the richest place in the world is no the graveyard yeah oh yeah i've heard that yeah yeah, yeah. Thank you for playing along. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> and um, yeah, because all the all your dreams die there, and it's yeah. like Ryan had dreams that only Ryan could actually bring out to the world. Yeah, I've heard his vision; it's bloody beautiful. And it's like, yeah, for me, only I can do what I want to do with my wellness workshops and retreats. So, I think it's really important to yeah, actually do the dreams that you do, and stop looking at Instagram and stop actually you know procrastinating and and just do the thing yeah and that's so true man because even myself i used to have a fancy like flashy bmw yeah. driving around and i had it on finance and then i was it's not wrong with finance but no, it was just not it was the purpose behind why i had it yeah. i had it like i wasn't just finance and i could afford it it was because of the bad mentality i had behind it like the reasoning behind it so i ended up just selling it and buying a toyota camry yeah. and just humble myself my toyota camry it's a very reliable car, I love it. But now, like, there's no ego around yeah. it at all. And just being able to humble myself and focus on the more true things in life instead of all this flashy stuff and thinking that's what's important. Actually, focus on knowing me, my life, the people around me is what's important, not the things that I drive or the things that I wear. Like, the things I work and help me feel confident and all this type of stuff too. Of but it's all about the mindset that you have around it. Yeah, and yeah. why people buy things. It's like... The biggest thing that I learned was the minimalist documentary on Netflix. And I literally went through half the house and got rid of it. And Steph's like, what happened? I was like, I watched a documentary. She's like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's how you show up. Like I recently yeah. hired a fashion stylist. It was a big edge for me. And everyone's like, fashion stylist? Like, who are you to have that? And it's like, that was just there projecting on me that they yeah. either want it or they just are envy of it. It's like, you can have it too. So it doesn't cost a lot. It's yeah. just a, a man helping another man chuck out clothes didn't fit him chuck out clothes that when he was unwell and i'm a different person than was three years ago i'm a different person was yesterday yeah so yeah i i catch myself and i'm like i've got so much wisdom i've got so much love to give yeah 100 and it's like for what purpose am i hiding it's like the biggest thing for me and it always comes to mind is social media so facebook and myspace and remember myspace the top friends list and you yeah. gotta put your top friends you go to school you're like John, I'm not number one. It's like social media is great and I run a business. If I didn't have a business, I would not be on it hands down. Yeah. Um, and I'm working on my uh, – and it's addiction. Everything's addiction. If you like a cow, that's an addiction. If you like podcasts, that's an addiction. Yeah. It d d just because it's a good thing doesn't mean you can't be addicted to it. 100. So I love yeah. how you touch on the fashion stylist too because <clears throat> that's a way of self-care. Yeah. Like me personally, I get a haircut every Friday at 4.30 p.m. And people ask me, like, how do you get a haircut? You're like, no hair. <laughs> like, what do you mean every Friday? Like, you've really got no hair. What do you need it for? <laughs> but, like, me going there and getting my beard lined up and getting a fresh skin for fade. Yeah. Shout out to Hazy Fades. But every week I do that, it just gives me so much confidence. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, it keep, like, if I let my hair grow out longer than seven days, I start feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> like, tomorrow I'm due for a haircut. I'm on the edge of feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> and that's an anchor right <laughs> but we talk about the good anchors like if yeah. you like look after yourself like that for me like i'm the same like when, when women um get 
the haircut, like I feel like a new lady. Like men, yeah. you can do it too. Like mm. I gel my hair and I get my beard and I use the oil and I do all these things and I feel good. I because I, when you feel good, you know, just because you, you look at your bank balance or you look where your life is, I guarantee, guys, if you put on a new shirt mm. and new jeans and you feel absolutely miserable, like you just had the worst news in your life, you'll still feel a little bit better. Yeah, and it's not tricking. Like it's not saying you can't feel what you're feeling, but it's like, um actually giving yourself love saying you're worthy of um those little things can just improve the one percenters mm. every day oh well, yeah it's so important building that self-love within yourself and that confidence as well looking in the mirror and be like fuck i'm the man you know yeah. like and actually like saying that with like true intention of feeling good yeah. and like that's why um exercise is big for me getting my haircuts big for me i like dressing up when i go out and things like that because you know it gives that self-confidence and self-love so it's really important to um implement that type of self-care too it's interesting as men do you find that when you know people look at you differently when you wear a nice shirt or jeans it's like i I don't know i I get it a lot when people look at me like oh why are you wearing that or like what do you what are you trying to prove it's just like i'm actually trying to prove that i love myself yeah that's all it is and it's like yeah i I feel there's a lot of stigma around men dressing Mm. well yeah, oh, 100%. Like, I, I love wearing jewellery. So yeah. I have, like, all my fingers. All my fingers, I've got rings on them. I've got bracelets, chains, and um, watches. I love jewellery. Like, it's, like, it's just something, like, a passion of mine. I just love gold jewellery. But, like, when I go to a pub and I'm wearing it, I get deadly looks from other men. Mm. thinking like, who's this guy who thinks he's up himself? But my intention behind wearing it is because I just love jewellery. Yeah. Like, it's not because I think I'm tough or I'm thinking rich. It's just because jewellery has been something that... I've just held on to for a long time. Like the deep side of it's just because my um, grandpa loved jewelry too. And then he passed on this jewelry to me when he passed away. And I've just built on top of that. And it's just like that sense of pride that I have with wearing jewelry. But yeah, like you said, like going out, people like judge me for wearing it. Like, who's this guy? But then you sort of realize that maybe that's a projection onto them. And not to take that on to myself because I feel confident with it. So why should I let someone else's brain and thoughts implement? um, project the way i feel so absolutely and if they had the same conversation that we just had mm. they'd be like oh yeah I, my grandfather did that but he he did this with cars and i love <laughs> cars now yeah. it's like having that conversation because mm. how i learn with when people align you look at eye patterns and you know it's interesting when i look at um eyes people like stop judging me and it's just like <laughs> it's the point of like we as men like you can only just have to look at service paradise and it just i always pick on service paradise because it it just hasn't changed yet. Um, and I say yet. And like Brisbane as well with energy, it's like, you know, uh, you go surface and people are just so angry and they're so like you bump in the wrong way and they're ready to fight you. Um, and I experienced that a bit when I used to go out. I don't go out now. Give me camping and um, beach any day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even in Brisbane when I was in, lived in Brisbane, like in the city. It was very rushed. It's rushed and like, and actually talking about this is quite real. It's like when I let people in on the highway, I'd expect a thank you. Mm. And then I'm like, as a coach, I always ask myself, where am I not um, thanking myself? <laughs> Brody, like this dick didn't fucking say thank you. But in Gold Coast, everyone's like, thank you, thank you. Would you like, yeah. a, would you like a cup of tea? But Brisbane, everyone's like, I'm entitled to it because this is how I drive. And I'm yeah. like, bugger this for a living. Um, so yeah, I think what I know what your intentions are and, I'd love to, yeah, continue bringing the magic that I do on the Gold Coast to Brisbane because, like, Brisbane, 
there's some energy there and I've spoken to about it on podcasts and different things. Everyone agrees. Yeah. And Gold Coast is very spiritually awake. Um, you can only have to look at what happened with COVID and what happened with the choices that they did. And yeah, it mm. comes down to making a decision and trusting it. And people judge Gold Coast as hippies and they fuck the rules and then Brisbane's like city and money and fame. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it comes down to if you see someone in the rushing and they're not looking at you just say g'day you never know um what they're going through because i've had multiple conversations yeah. with men and um they're on their way to kill themselves yeah and that just wakes me up every day just say g'day if some cuts you off just just smile and wave that's it and like what what do you think about the whole idea around good deed and good deed can rather be time money or energy like it doesn't have to be just buying someone a coffee and the reason i asked this is because the ripple effect it creates in communities because <laughs> i ran an event um probably like a month ago called disconnect to reconnect experience and it was like a full day retreat wow. and one of the things i implemented on the event was um everyone that attended had to write i think the first one was they had to write down the favorite quote the second one was the favorite compliment that they love to hear on a deep level it's not like a surface level compliment, like a deep level comf compliment. And the third one was just like a free sentence, nice paragraph that you'd like to give to someone. And at the end of it, I said, um, separate all three. Then we're going to go for a walk for 30 minutes. We're going to separate, hand these out to random people and then come back together. And then seeing the stories I heard from all the people that came to the event that when did that, were like, I've never thought about doing this. I was so scared. But then I opened up a conversation with this person. And like, I remember... Two stories I'll tell you. One was personal for me, and then the other was a, um, a participant, someone who participant, a participant of the event. Sorry, he gave a note to someone. And he's like, every day I'm walking around, I feel like no one sees me. I'm like, just keep receiving that, and that was powerful. I was just like, wow, like how often do we walk around as humans just on our phones or not acknowledging each other, even though we're in like a media of each other walking around, mm. and it's like we know we don't even exist to each other. And then another one on the same day was I handed it. I was like, I was walking around and I saw this dude, had a beanie on. He's a big, like big muscly fella. And I was like, he looks intimidating. I'm like, well, I have to go and approach him now. <laughs> I feel called to. I went and approached him. I was like, hey, mate, I'm Ryan. And I put my hand out and like, he just took his sunnies off. and like, just death stared me in the eyes. I was like, oh, well. And I was like, I just felt called to give you this note. Like I was, I'm not going to lie, I was wigging out. When I gave him, the note, <laughs> gave him the note and he just shook me hand. He's like, why are you doing this? I was like, oh, I'm just running this event. Um, this is where I'm from. This is what I'm doing. And he goes, this is crazy. I was like, why is that? And he goes, see that group over there? And there's like 20 people. I was like, yeah. And he goes, I'm down here with these this morning. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? He goes, we drove down from Rockhampton and we just drove all the way down the highway until we felt called to take an exit. And we randomly just took Calandra exit and found ourselves in Moffat Beach. And like the reason we did that is because we're from a church in Rockhampton following the message of the Lord. I was like, oh, well, and he goes, we randomly just come to this beach and he's like, you, me meeting you today just showed me that there is light in this world and like oh. God's around us. And I was just like, whoa. And then we just talked for ages on a deep level, but just the power of doing good deeds with people and like the amount of opportunities and conversations that can happen from that. So I know I went a bit of a tangent, but I want to know Mate, love what your, <laughs> you know this. Yeah, I'd love to know your idea around good deeds as well. Yeah, I love giving. Um, giving is something that I just love because- I know what it's like to have something yeah. and also know what it's like to have nothing. Yeah. So I, the paradox of it both. So for me, it's like always uh, when I have capacity to, um, if I did, I'd, I'd, 
you know, bring all the kids home and bring all the dogs home and, you know, like when I say kids, um, context, child safety, yeah. like kids. Um, and, yeah, like like a $5 coffee behind you. Um, I got my um, business car stickers on my car and all the funny stickers yeah. on my car. So people are like, oh, the wellness guy, like, look him up. Thanks for the coffee. I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, like even just yeah. today, man, like I, I – I my commitment to you was was coming here and my commitment to sharing my message and and honoring you and I was just like yeah giving you the book of Gary V and mm. and like I just love giving things without expectations yeah and I didn't like there's so many people that I would love to be on their podcast and there's a fear there and f- there's gonna be fear until you die and you just got to do it anyway yeah that's when you need to jump when you feel the fear but it's just like what is actually your intention to jump on the podcast is it ego is it wanting to talk about your business. And I was actually chatting to someone else on a podcast or like about to get on a podcast around this. And it's like, the genuine people will show up. Yeah. And, you know, if you're giving gifts because you want love back or you're giving compliments because you want to give back, it's like, that's not giving. My favorite gift is giving something and you might not never see them again. Yeah. So I've done that Mm. numerous times. I do letters. I do, um, I guess, yeah, time is a big one. Like actually giving people your time. Yeah. Because time you can't get back. Um, money can always get replaced and then what was the other one it was time money and energy and energy yeah, yeah. like everything's energy right like everything, this microphone I'm like talking into it like I'm looking at things I'm like this is a whole new setup yeah. I'm like fangirling over here I'm like this is the best <laughs> setup so um, yeah I think energy is everything man like mm-hmm. if you give someone your energy and even when we first met at Ripple I was like I've actually followed him for a while. I just didn't know who he was. Yeah. I'm like, is that Ryan or is that Ben? I'm like, I'm not sure. Um, check his pod, like check your Instagram real quickly. Yeah. That's him. Got a haircut once a week. I got gotcha. yeah, you. Can see it. <laughs> but you know, it's we're all just we're all just here to see one another. And if you feel intimidated by someone, just like you said in that mm. before, it's like it's people are putting up facades and people are putting up their joker masks and there's lots of masks people wear so it's time that you know even you we're talking about toxic masculinity it's like me people always think that i was gay because i was always wearing fairy clothes yeah not fairy clothes just colorful clothes and it's like can men wear that Mm. like back in the 60s and 70s and and nimbin festivals and the you know woodstock and you know men would do that and get on plant medicine and and go real crazy and grow their long hair and it's like it's this whole world norm it's just like and this was a funny meme just to go to another rabbit hole it's like you don't have to have viking hair and a beard to work with men yeah. <laughs> i've seen that a lot i'm just like you know if you want to have short hair you want to have a short yeah, beard you can have um colorful shirts and the haircut once a week you can do whatever you that's want. it yeah. we've got this we're doing it so yeah. um this is what it comes down to like if you're not doing it for the right reasons um yeah then it's you're doing yourself a disservice and yourself um, other people a disservice. So um, giving back, back to giving back. Um, yeah, I just love giving, not saying like, oh, look at me, I've got money, or look, I want to give up. Like, you know, when the biggest thing, and this is a massive context, man, yeah. dad was earning six, eight figures. Yeah. Travel the world, Disneyland, nice home, nice car. Mm. When I found dad lost his job and went to a mental health ward and then he decided... Like, yeah, he had no money. Then he was homeless. And where we lived in Ashgrove, it's like a $1.5 million home now. Um, obviously, we didn't get that much. Um, yeah. But it was the point of, like, dad was, like, up down the road 
um, sleeping on the park. Yeah. My own dad that, you know, gave me the life that we, we had. And I was like, holy shit, you can go to eight figures mm. and you can be on the streets. Yeah. So when you do volunteer at a homeless shelter or if you see someone homeless, don't walk past them. Don't like record them when you're doing a good deed. Yeah. They don't want to be recorded unless they asked, you know, mm. but just actually have a conversation and they're not sick and they don't need to be fixed. Yeah. If, if I'm not religious by any word of the mean, but very spiritual, very different. But if you look at them as not sick and they they can um, change their situation, which they can. If you look at them with that intent, then you'll you won't see homeless people. Yeah, and it's the same with like the youth that I work with because I hear I used to do this too, but not anymore. But I see a lot of other people do, especially in the community. They judge young people like fourteen year olds, like oh, this little ratty kid, the yeah. ashe and little junkie <laughs> kid, and it's just like. Like, if you actually speak to this young person, like, they are going through so much shit, whether it's um, DV, whether it's CSC, whether it's abuse, whether it's drug abuse. Like, there's so many things that attribute to why a person may look the way they look or the way they act the way they are. Like, it's a deeper thing than just, oh, they're just this person, they're a dickhead. And, like, there's always that, yeah. Like, I think you know what I mean. I'm trying to articulate in the way no, for it's our listeners. No, no, I love but, it. I'm glad yeah. you said that. It's not just your work. Like, it's... It's everyone's work. Yeah, hundreds. Because you work for it. Like, if you see someone that is seem to be struggling or you look at that, that's when you just have the conversation. But if they get abusive and angry, it's like they're not angry. They've, they've got a lot of trauma. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to rescue them. You have to buy them a meal and you've got to call the police and check on them. It's mm. like it's literally smiling at them because yeah. working with youth, and we both work with youth, when they get judged and they – that trust is built mm. and then people let them down and not do the right thing and you don't obviously acknowledge them or say, oh, bzz, bzz, bzz. Yeah. they're going to obviously keep doing the same results. I think that's the most powerful thing you could do is smile. Yeah. Smile at them. Like that can change so many days. Like in, I was, I was at JB Hi-Fi on the, um, on the weekend and I walked in security guy was like, Hey man, how, you, how are you going? I was like, oh, I'm good, brother. How are you doing? It's like, you know what? You're the first person to ask me on my eight-hour shift to ask me how I'm going. I'm like, just seeing how much that made them feel good. I'm like, well, like, just my initial, like, I'm just, I feel like I'm just programmed to say, how are you going back? But like, yeah. like, that just gave me the realization, like, oh, well, like, this is why I do say, how are you going back? Because it, it does help other people feel seen yeah. as well. Because the amount of people that would, would have walked past the security guard and just been like, whatever, leave me alone. Yeah. But to actually recognise and walking in, just seeing how much that just brought a change to his day, it was just like, wow, smiling and asking how someone's gone can actually go a long way. Yeah, that's beautiful. I yeah. love that. And I, the funny thing, when I do like talk to the community there that I have on like my Instagram page, I go, how are you travelling? And then they go, I haven't travelled. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop saying how are you travelling? Because <laughs> bit COVID, I was like, yeah. you know, reaching out to people when they're liking my stuff. And I'm like, hey, how are you going? Or how can I support you? And what content would you like to see? And they're like, what do you mean? How am I travelling? I haven't been anywhere. I'm like, fine. How are you actually going? Yeah. What do you mean? How are you actually going? Uh, so it's it's wording and it's like, yeah. it comes down to like, I love voice notes and I love asking for what mm. I want. It's It comes when you people, if you get a bit weird on conversations it's like mm. people's brains they go what's he trying to do yeah what's he trying to sell me so if you generally care about people instagram face-to-face -face, just in life 
then people will see the real intentions. Yeah, exactly. And I'd love to transition into the work you're doing now. Yep. So I'd love to start with, um, was NLP one of the first things that you did in terms of like personal development to build towards the work that you do? Yes. Yeah, so my first course that I did was, um, it's interesting because I feel like I've been doing the work for such a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a six-week was a six-week program with a mentor, Luke, and um, it was just about expression and it was about the masculine feminine. It was about different foods we eat and water and breath work. And, um, yeah, that's when I, when I first started. Then I found, um, like, the Shambhala Warrior Brotherhood. Yeah. Um, that was, like, group setting calls. Um, and then I went through, like, Jacob O'Neill. Um, and so I mentioned their names because they deserve to be mentioned yeah, I've like seen how, Jacob's stuff too. He's epic. How, like, they've impacted me. I'm like, for wait, I was actually thinking, I'm like, why should I not do that? So the people that I've worked with, um, like Luke Salmon, uh, Jacob O'Neill, I've worked with Ree, can't pronounce her last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, she does women and mindset coach. And I was actually the only male as yeah. a client for the first time. Oh, now wow. she's got male. So she helped me through um, actually my relationship more than business yeah um so she helped me with like with my relationship she helped me find the mankind project so i did men's work for every eight months and then i found nlp from re so re really helped me with that but also there's a piece there you might not know and it's down in in the darkness of my first post when i first started instagram i actually sold juice plus i was in network marketing and that's how i got to be that confident to share and I'm so grateful because network marketing, everyone's like, pyramid scheme and a scam. Mm. It's like if they figured out a pyramid scheme, they wouldn't call it a pyramid scheme. And I was really angry when I wasn't making money and I wasn't, I was blaming everybody, right? It's that victim mentality. And it's like the work that I did was, um, that helped me through that. So everything that I've done, like through that and, um, you know, the courses that I've done, the last, probably the last year of Mm. attending New Warrior Training Day, it's a rites of passages through um, Australia, New Zealand, America. Mm. I think it's in the UK. I'm not sure. Um, I know it's in Canada. Um, but yeah, it's all everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we go for the immature masculine to the mature masculine. It was rites of passage. It was like, I, f- to, I can't describe too much because it is sacred work and you have yeah. to go there. But I feel like it's SAS on steroids. Mm. Um, if you see the show, what they have to be put up yeah. mentally. So it really shows what you're made of. And then... Yeah, I did my NLP practitioner in March and I didn't want to be a coach, man. I just wanted to stop blaming and stop being a victim of my own story. Yeah. And then I was like, hang on, I can be a coach. So I was selling supplements. I was on these IGTVs and podcasts. And then what really shaped it was, yeah, the NLP because it opened up my doors of I can charge for my services. Mm. So. Yeah, your service of others. Yeah. Yeah. So I was always coaching people and I was always doing, you know, free support and I still do free support. You know, that's why we're definitely aligned is we we don't go, oh, I can't chat to Ryan about this. This is actually, he's got to book a call with me to do this. Yeah. This is like, yeah. just get him on his way and then support him and then whatever happens, happens. So, um, yeah, I've probably invested over like 30, 35,000 in the yeah. last three years and I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's Europe, that's a – a new car, mm. but it's like, it saved my life, man. Yeah. I'm no longer a medication. Um, I was dependent on that for nearly 13 years. Mm. Um, 
I no longer self-harm, I no longer experience, and I say experience, it's the wording, right? Because um, if you want to suffer, you can suffer, but I'd rather experience it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was diagnosed with ADHD, borderline personality, um, depression, anxiety, panic disorder. Like They were just fitting the labels. I was ticking the boxes, and I was on medication. So now that I did the work, and I still do the work, it's like I no longer have any of these um, experiences, and I'm so proud that I trusted myself and even when i didn't have the money guys they put on payment plans and i'm paying things off and it's like for me to share this with ryan and yeah i'm even overthinking it now like i can overthink and i still have fear it's like oh shit i said this about steph or i said this about this and it's like that's normal yeah and it's just normalizing being human and this is why i post so much realness um on my instagram page because you know, if people are going through some stuff and they work with Ryan and they see Ryan just crushing it all the time and they don't go, oh, Ryan actually doesn't want to go to the gym today, mm. but he still goes. It's like, oh, that's awesome. So those little things that people see, it's um, it's everything. So I appreciate you asking that question because mm. the work that I do now, um, I pinch myself. I'm like, they go, oh, trauma recovery is like, what's trauma recovery? It's like everyone's got trauma in their body. Yeah and everyone's got a, a chance to recover mm. so i just work and sometimes it's not even about mental health i've helped people build their business um and i'm not even a business coach so that's what i love about the work that i've done i can be flexibility of behavior yeah. i can do anything and everything that's what my coaching uh, company is soon to be called anything and everything life coaching epic it's good because you can be able to connect with people and then no matter whether it's business, mindset, men mental health, it's like, oh, well, I can actually offer a solution for this no matter what it is as long as you link in with that person. You're like, oh, I can actually help in that area no matter what it is. It can even be relationships or financial, like planning, time management. Like if you're like, I can actually provide that for this person, and yeah, you can be quite adaptable. And like you said before, the investment in yourself of $35,000, that would have been the best investment you made. Like, yes, you could have went to Europe and all this stuff. But the key thing you said at the start of the podcast is not who I am, it's what I am. Mm. That investment is in yourself is what brought you to that what I am and that list of stuff you named earlier as well. Mm. So that's the beauty of investing in yourself, like money, time, and energy. Because you would have done all three. Like with the money, would have then been the energy around money. Then would have been the time that you implemented from spending the money. Yeah. But then it brought you to the person that, grown into and that you continue to grow into every single day and that's the beauty of actually investing in yourself mm, yeah absolutely and because i'm doing the work and i've been um and and stepping up into the the integrated man that i am mm. and integrating it's like i can have these conversations i can be with men and go like and actually share these conversations like this is what i live for yeah having these conversations like I, i'll go far and wide to if I feel a connection with someone and I feel value is going to be given mm. and, and respected both ways, it's like I'm going to do it. And it's like if you're not doing that in your life, then it comes to a point is like it's time to – like the biggest thing for me that motivates me right now is death. Mm. And, you know, I, I welcome death. I've seen death. I've, I've, I've had many near-death experiences. But – because I work in disability mental health and they're wheelchair bound and they're in bed and they can't, you know, do the things we do, that just motivates me more to do the things and seeing people that are elderly and they, their bones not they used to and they always say is do the thing now, mm. don't wait. So if 
It's not like, all right, go, I'm not saying go get a mortgage if you can't afford it or yeah. go get a car or go on the holidays or zip port credit cards. I'm not saying any of that, but it's like, what are you prioritizing right now? Like, what are you choosing to actually yeah. start? And it's just putting, if, if it's saving, if, it, if you want to go on a nice holiday, I don't know, it's say Noosa, Noosa's come to my head. Maybe I'll have to go to Noosa now. Yeah, Manifesting that. Um, you know, putting $20 aside, I was like, that's not much, but 20, 40, 60, 80, it, it just, it shows that, when you want to use that twenty forty dollars that's saved for the past few fortnights, then you go no, that's for Noosa. Yeah. So you're valuing yourself and you're valuing your money, and the more you value it, the more that it will come into your life. Mm. I'd also love for you to talk about your um, the um, brag book that you're showing me on the podcast after yeah, last yeah. night too. So I'd love for you to share that because I'd love for you to go in detail because you'll explain it way better than me and just the purpose <laughs> behind it. Because I'd love for other people to know about this. If you're happy to share, of course, bro. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you for letting me share that uh, last night as well. So for me, um, I've got a lot of accomplishments. I'm, I'm very proud of who I've become and who I am and who, I'm, who I was and who I'm becoming. So I get caught up. Mm. I get caught up in actually how far I've come and even sharing on this podcast. I'm like, oh, I have done a lot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it's just like to the point sometimes as men, we just need to create more and be more and do more. It's like – that's that saying is just like okay what's the next thing what's the next thing and that was me for so long yeah and i'm like how can i actually remember what i've done i'm like that's why i take photos and it was like oh not another photo i'm like well at your funeral you won't have many photos but thanks to me you got photos so, <laughs> um what i do with a brag book so anyone can do this it's i get an a4 piece of paper you can get the butcher paper you can do whatever you want with it but it's just putting down your accomplishments it could be something that a friend said it could be a lover said it could be a picture of an event you went and it shaped who you are mm. and accomplishments is something that we forget about because yeah. we're working nine to five and we've got this added stress in our life and it's like actually what woke me up today was having a day off today and going to a wedding and driving to Brisbane and going to the doctors and being all this. And it's like, I haven't even checked my Instagram much today. And I've just I've shared my story and then I got off it. And it's like showing Ryan the brag book yesterday. I was like, wow, like I've impacted a lot of lives. Mm -hmm. So I really, the reason why I do it is actually just come back to the present moment and realize that you've done more than you think. And when you do feel the stresses of life and it comes and if you're not listening to your body and you're not sleeping well and you're just constantly your nervous system right it's all in your body like if your nervous system's shot and you're just constantly in fight and flight um this is a really good uh, activity yeah. to do um and just sit with it and just people go oh, i haven't done anything and then i go anything and they go oh well i did this i'm like that's huge so you know even for me mentioning like some things you might not know like i was on a current affair a few years ago talking about youth and mental health and indigenous uh oh, employment services yeah. you know i was on the good old bundaberg news mail front yeah. news mail about there's jobs here if you want them and then i had death threats after that so that was a really great reception mm. of that you know brisbane international ball kid it's not all business like yeah I love tennis and i met roger federer and leighton hewitt and Djokovic and all that and then it's like those things people dream about and you know when we say oh ryan i'm living the dream it's like well you are because it's actually someone else's dream too yeah so mm. if you be grateful of like 
even been on this podcast and been grateful that you have fuel in your car, you've got food in the fridge, you've got a bed, you're literally doing better than half the world. Yeah. Stats. I love it that you actually put it in a physical form too because I always kept stuff on my phone, but like even photos of my camera roll, there's like 10,000 things in that camera roll. I've got about 13,000 I checked. <laughs> Everything's just lost. So actually having something you can just open and like, oh, this is here, this is here. But I think it's really cool to actually have something physical that you can go to and also piece together over time something that you can reflect on. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a permission piece to actually celebrate yourself mm. and be okay with like, hey, I did a really great job. Yeah. You can reflect on it. Yeah. I'd love to um, want to fire some questions at you. Beautiful. I've, um, for the listeners, I actually haven't consulted Brody with any of these, so it's, it's all going to be raw and honest from him, but some of them are real in-depth questions, some of them are low-key, but I might start with a low-key one. Yep. So if you were having a dinner and you could have a choice of any four people dead or alive, who's joining you for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> um, Robin Williams, Steve Irwin. Russell Brand mm. and I'm really thinking about it as well because I don't want to say something just for the sake of it. Yeah. Um, oh, of course, Tony Robbins. Mm. I'd love to hear the conversations at that table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like, I can just think of Russell Brand and Tony yeah. Robbins like yeah. about where they're at. I just think it'd be just like... Mint. And Chuck Steve Irwin in the mix. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's got some long hair. <laughs> I love that. No, it's great. Um, so next one is importance of men expressing anger. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so the importance is everything. So we talk about suppressing. So when men, you know, can get yourself like we can actually anger store everywhere in our body. Like if you're not letting it go um it's really important to actually feel it and then name it and then what i do is anger release mm. or rage release so like uh, punching pillows screaming at pillows mm. um punching bag and no ill intent like i'm gonna bash this thing yeah it's just releasing emotions even like ah like just mm. everything in our jaw is like mm. when you're constantly um supporting clients and you're just always doing lots of things it's like it's just yeah. yeah so anger so quick to that point is like if pe if men are not releasing anger man they're going to take it out on people mm -mm. yes see it and that was me personally in the past and once i saw because i always got told anger was a bad thing yes i suppressed it's it the not day safe, i saw yeah. expressing it in a healthy way yeah for me now it's gym so like i lift as heavy as i can and just grunt as loud as i can that's just me like going oh, do you need a lift or like yeah. you need a spotter <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's just like my way of expressing it. And it's like, it's good. Like I go into the gym and I see that as like my jungle to go and be. I love that. Yeah. It's so important. So next one would be, in your perspective, mm. what's the importance of a tribe for humans? <laughs> it's a great. Yeah, so I've, my three pillars of my business is connection community and ceremony yeah. so first we connect then we build a community and then we do ceremony like breath work or plant medicine or variety of things that i do so community like doing the brotherhood on the gold coast and the ripple effect you know the community that i've strived on instagram like we as men need love mm. 
and like the, the brotherhood and just, I'm just talking about the brotherhood in general. Yeah. Like the group, like it's okay that men can have a group mm. and this, it goes back to our ancestors mm. and it's like when people go, oh, this, this feels like home yeah. because you are home. Mm. Um, I've done so much warrior activation uh, trainings uh, in different men's groups and different trainings and retreats and yeah, the, the feeling and connection of sitting in circle and sharing and, mm. and the love, nothing beats it. Yeah. So if you think you don't have friends, you know, there's always community out there. Um, and also reach out to Ryan and I. There's buckle those resources that yeah. we have we can give to uh, men and women. Yeah, wherever you're in Sunny Coast, Brisbane, Gold Coast, anywhere with no regions, even like Adelaide, across Australia, yeah. we'll find uh, some resources to check out. Definitely. Epic. Um, um, I'm keen to ask this one because I, I love this next question. Importance of keeping your mission in the relationship. Importance keep your mission. Oof. I feel that because the reason I ask this is because I know people can lose their sense of following their mission to try and give everything to their relationship, and then they lose their relationship because they lost themselves by giving up on their mission. Yeah, that deep breathe, that, that deep breath was like, yeah, it's like. That's real for me. Like, I was always to the point of like, I'll go, I'll go this group and I'll go this group and I was part of this tribe. It's like, what if you create your own tribe? Mm. And now that I've done that, I've got a co-gender connection group at Lower Beachmont and we do breath work and masterclasses and events and big things mm. like that. It's like, I don't see Steph a lot at the moment and that's real. And because we love each other, we know each other, we don't need to be in each other's pockets and we're when you love someone, you let them fly their wings. Yeah. And then you can come back whole. So if I, in the past, like we said before, like I was constantly um, giving Steph love and if Steph was happy, I was happy. If she was unhappy, I was unhappy. And that's so unhealthy. Mm. And it's like, if I broke up with Steph, Steph broke up with me and I was miserable for a long time, that really means, dude, mm. is I was actually never happy. Yeah. Because I was dependent on that. So, yeah, keeping that mission is... For a really good context example is like, mm -hmm. okay, Steph, I've got an hour of this business. This is really important. Mm. I'll do this hour and then after the hour, I'm all yours. So instead of pretending to be present with your woman yeah. or your man, they're going to feel that. They're going to feel that you're not there and you'd rather do the hour of work and then come back and be fully present. You'd rather give them an hour of your time and then you do whatever you need to do with your business. And if you're not sh showing up and not doing what you can, They'll feel that too and that shows them they won't trust you and they'll just – that plays out so much in relationships, especially what I've experienced in the past. Mm. That's beautiful, bro, because I feel like my relationship is at its healthiest when I am sticking with my mission of pursuing that. Obviously, still implementing time with my partner, quality yeah, time. of course. But if I'm still pursuing my mission, it like, feels like the rest of my life is healthy. I think that's just like a deep root maybe in the masculinity yeah. of just being able to have that mission in life, have that purpose. Yeah, mm. we just we just want to serve. So, mm. yeah. The first time someone asked me this question because with when I was working with um, adult mental health, I was seeing a work counselor every six weeks, mm -hmm. um, just to chat and debrief through the work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And she asked me this question um, one time, and it made me think, and I didn't have an answer for it for about a month. So um, I always ask people this question, and if you have an answer or not, it's all good. I'll come back uh, in a month. Yeah. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> but what was the deep belief you had to – wait, let me rephrase that. 
What was a deep belief you had that brought change in your life? What was a deep belief? That's a good one. Mm. I feel I know that the belief that I didn't want to turn out like my parents, mm. as much as I love my parents, they're doing the best they can with the resources that they have. Yeah. And I say that so much until people go, oh, not that bloody quote again. Yeah. Um, it's true though. Like ancestral trauma, generational mm. trauma is huge. Definitely. And, you know, the belief that I want to be the best husband, the best fur husband, fur dog husband, um, just to be, to be loved. Like if I feel safe, hang on, God, I love you, Brody. God, everyone's going to feel that love that Brody has. So mm. my belief was to show up like my friends would want, how I would want my friends to show up. And that's my belief of, am I being integral? So congruency is what I've learned with men's group last 12 months. So am I accountability with myself? Am I integral with other people? So if I said I'm going to meet you here at a certain time or, or just give you a certain task and I didn't give it to you, it's just like, it's a big, like when, when someone says fuck you, it's a bigger fuck you to yourself. Yeah. So it's a shadow, right? And everyone's got a shadow. And it's like, just because you do shadow work doesn't mean you... It's always going to be there. It's just you can catch it. Yeah. Without darkness, there's light. So for me, the biggest belief of changing who I am is actually allowing mm. everything that was in my life that caused me the most significant amount of trauma is was all part of me. Mm. That's the shadow. is like, it's actually all part of Brody. And the more I try to suppress it, the more I... It, it just it just didn't end well, man. So my belief was I had to go all in. Yeah. And it's we're talking about it today with one of the guys. And it's so easy to go get drunk and yeah. smoke and go with other girls and live that dopamine life. But you know what's really not easy is actually going within and finding out why you do what you do. Mm. And that's my belief system is like I wasn't happy with the man I was looking in the mirror. Yeah. So I had to change and even certain friends was like, yeah, they left me and some friends actually, partners left me because mm. I was just going the route of self-sabotage and yeah, I, I wasn't the man that I am today and it's like even just like choking up a little bit, it's like mm. just realise of how important um, asking for help is. Yeah. And then doing, doing the work because at the end of the day, um, you go to bed alone I know you've got partners and people got partners and friends, but at the end of the day, you shower alone, you go to the toilet alone, you die alone. Mm. So you've got to love yourself. You've got to yeah. learn how to actually self-soothe instead of having all those addictions, what you have in, the, in the, today's world. Mm. I love how you touched on shadows as well, because shadows is not something you should suppress in that oh. sense as well. Like I think I was saying to you yesterday, like shadows have gifts to them. Mm. And you're able to use those gifts to empower other people or even empower yourself because and people ask me, like, what, like, in tough times, who do you look up to? And I always say to myself, yes. I always look at myself, and I'm, my biggest inspiration is me because of all that I've been through. And all that I've been through is my gift for me to keep going. Yeah, that's, yeah. I definitely don't use that as much as a thing. I'm always outsourcing my power. I'm yeah. always like, oh, yeah, this person, this person. And it's interesting, men idolize all these role models, and it's like they're not. Mm. Um, you know, when they do, like, NRL players, they, 
all these little kids look up to them and then they did something stupid yeah the pressure and then and then they look at that so it's like their role model should be themselves mm. and i think you can have other role models of course but if you keep outsourcing your own love this yeah. is why i came back to the brag book is giving actually the man in the mirror is, is yourself mm. if you can if you can love yourself at all your flaws then yeah you can go through anything yeah for sure and like do you have any up and coming events workshops or any like how can people work with you or get into any of your events as well like what is going on for you at the moment yeah beautiful so um my instagram tag is brody.wellnessguy so b-r-o-d-i-e dot wellness guy um that is where my playground is i love instagram um, good and bad. <laughs> the boundaries. Yeah. Um, I've got an upcoming um, vision board uh, set intention workshop. I haven't uh, done the date and venue yet. I'm still working with Humanitics and mm. a few niddly things, but it will be in like middle of October on the Gold Coast. And then I'm organising a cold therapy exposure breath work up at the Gold Coast as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm keen for that at the end of October. So that will be... Um, yeah, so the low ticket offers because I know people got different requirements and I don't want to have money as a barrier because there's other barriers that men and women come and they go, I don't want to go to this event or I'm anxious or they they don't. So this is, yeah, if there's anybody that wants to learn about breath work and learn about things that I've also, I can call it out on the podcast and this is exciting, but I definitely want to co-facilitate with you with my wellness central mm-hmm. events and we can do epic things i know that's on the pipeline so watch that space so um to work with me i do one-on-one coaching um quite limited spots at the moment and i'm not just saying that because ah, integrity right you know my spits are limited it's like you're just saying that to make people sales pitch (laughs) yeah yeah so it actually is i'm actually really excited that my cup's full with clients and then i've got my illness to wellness container starting in october it's an eight-week breakthrough where we go through uh, limiting beliefs we go through uh variety of modalities but it's also just a community of like um it's 10 people five women five men and um it'll be very selective to who wants to to join and who will step into that that ring of fire um ring of power actually and we go through whatever is facing them and we can hold them to the highest standard so um so many different ways to work with me and yeah i'm just all about community over competition and just supporting men and women to to be the best self and my mission really is to show the real you yeah and from an all authentic spot to like i advocate for everything that you're doing yeah. as well so anyone listening to this please do reach out to brody and connect with him and see what work he's doing or events or workshops or one-on-one just wherever lines of you reach out because yeah i'm a big advocate of your work brother thank you so much epic, bro. and i'll leave everything as a link in the bio for all your listeners out there so you can just get straight to them without trying to search it and can't find it and and smelling mistakes but don't worry just jump in the link in the bio and you'll find everything from your youtube i'll link that and your instagram and all those lovely stuff bro so anything you want to close with before we finish up (sighs) i just firstly want to acknowledge Mm. you brother like i love um what you bring um and just having me on this podcast it's just it's just my dream to continue sharing my mission. Mm. So thank you so much for, for holding space, asking mm. those great questions and just being that great friend and being that great brother. And it's just, for me, I know there's 
men out there that are on the cups of like they just don't want to be here or they're struggling with their mental health or they're not happy with their jobs and relationships just reach out Mm. um, because a conversation can change a life and if you have the stigma of all men are bad and all this you know there's so much resources that i have so yeah my my last words is that you know you're not your trauma you're not your thoughts and you know you're exactly where you need to be and Mm -hmm. i just want to acknowledge like how proud i am of everyone going through what they're going through because at the end of the day you know we can put a forefront of like uh instagram and social media but like if you're just showing one thing it's like show all of you you deserve to be shown and once you do show the real you your real people will find you that's a beautiful way to finish bro and I hope everyone got a lot out of this episode because I know I got a lot just by sitting down and talking with you, bro. You're, um, you're full of wisdom, wealth, knowledge, and just energy as well. And being around you has just uplifted me and my energy. So thank you for coming on, bro. And I feel the same. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, bro. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Um, we'll tune back in next week for another episode, but I'll have to get you on for part two sometime soon. Oh, yeah. Definitely down. Yeah, epic. Thanks, guys. Cheers.